Welcome, everybody. This is How to English with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and source materials will be referenced where possible. Hi, Em. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. Good. All right. So this is the seventh episode. Should I stop you saying? You should probably ha- stop counting because it's hard to remember them, and I, I can't remember. Okay, this, this is-, is the new episode of our podcast, How to English. And do you know what we're doing this episode? Well, I think we finished last week on uh, errors, mistakes. So we need to talk about how to deal with them, don't we? Yes, that's right. So we're, I th- we could call it correcting mistakes or maybe avoiding mistakes. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah? That's, I like that, yeah. Because I, I was thinking, like, from, from a student's point of view, they need to be, well, the teacher needs to correct the student and... Also, the student needs to think about how to avoid mistakes in the future. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could try and include a few different angles on this one. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. With your guiding hands, I think we'll get to our target. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Good. So um, we should begin with... Um, well, why don't you begin? Okay. So we've already, in this um, podcast, we've already discussed... Methods of correction and um, different ways you can correct. I think we've already discussed uh, instant correction and yeah. delayed correction. What was that? Take us back through that very quickly. So, if you there, if the student makes a mistake, the you just stop them in the middle of their conversation or their sentence, and you say, "Right, there's a mistake there," or "You said this," or. What was that? And you then make them correct it or you correct it for them during the conversation. Or there's delayed error correction, which is where you wait until they've finished what they're saying and you then go back to mistakes that they made and deal with them after. Okay. And I think there are fors and against, pros, cons. Keep that in mind. Let's go into detail first of all before we do the for and against, which one is better in which situation. For example, if you're correcting at that moment, you might say to the student, you might repeat the error. Yeah, with a questioning intonation, probably. Yes, like, for example, these people likes good food. And you say, these people likes good food? Mm -hmm. And then you wait for them to answer, and hopefully they won't just reply the same mistake or something but they hopefully they'll focus on the fact that you're stressing the wrong word Mm. okay or you can say people likes and then you pause or then you can say things like uh these people Mm -hmm. good food using your fingers is good i'm demonstrating with my fingers right now i'm kind of like show that on the audio i'm like a conductor and Mm -hmm. i'm sort of waving and each Movement represents a different word, and maybe I'm sort of pointing oh, I like invisibly. That. That's nice. You can also just literally have your fingers in the air and have some kind of um, word for each finger reference, yes. and or, then or indicate could, one is missing. That's it. You can actually hold your fingers up, and you sort of say, "This 
word, this finger represents this word, and then you sort of really point yeah. at this word and say, "Oh, that that's the one in the sentence that's incorrect." That's it exactly. Um, you can also probably write on the board. Yeah. Um, or as you said, you can also sort of save all of the errors and then so you might write it into your notebook and then you can come back to it and then you might transfer all of the errors onto the board i probably wouldn't write it on the board in the middle of the conversation because i think that would really shut down the conversation i would only write on the board at the end of the conversation that would be really distracting wouldn't it if you suddenly got up but then if it's an (laughs) error that they made so many times that you felt a bit frustrated well, yeah, but you're really making a point, and if it's a group class, you might end up really embarrassing someone if you okay. stop the whole class to say, "Look, this is what's wrong with this okay. conversation." So we're avoiding shock tactics, shaming people. Yeah, um, but I, I think that when you've had students a very long time, you might need those shock tactics because they do get on your nerves when they don't listen or they don't seem to remember what you tell them week in week out and you then have to somehow come up with a new strategy that doesn't follow any of the rules they must get very tired with you repeating the same (laughs) things it's boring for everyone i i imagine yeah so it's easier for them to just not make the mistake is that boring for the teacher as well yeah totally yeah boring for everybody i think the example you used about people uh, likes or whatever the the sort of grammatical errors i think that those are the ones that you can show them or repeat with rising intonation but i think if they make a vocabulary mistake or a pronunciation mistake it works just to repeat the word in a sort of quizzical way like even i think yesterday i had someone say that they were historical Mm-hmm. or that they weren't historical uh-huh. and I just sort of genuinely questioned what that meant I said did you say historical what do you mean and she said no I mean hysterical mm-hmm. and so it's it's sometimes better to do it from a very sincere and genuine point of view that isn't maybe a teacher point of view it's just from a purely conversational point uh, of view. like a regular conversation when somebody yeah. says something you don't understand and you just look at them like uh-huh. yeah. Like you're having a conversation with a normal person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't. I think that's a really good tip, actually, for teachers. If you don't understand what the student's saying, you have to stop them and you have to say, I'm really sorry, but I just don't know what you're saying. I can't understand it. And they might feel embarrassed and you might feel embarrassed, but Mm. it's probably better than just letting them ramble. Yeah, and you might need to fake that a little bit, I think, or lay it on thick because... You really want to make that point that if you say it like that or if you say that word instead, then it's not understandable what you're talking about. But Mm -hmm. it's hard to do that with something like, you know, people likes because they are so like looking at you like, well, clearly, you know what I'm talking about. But, (laughs) you know, you've got to pick which one you decide to do that. Pick your battles. Yeah, and I would keep this like phrase of the podcast, isn't it? it? Pick your battles. We've said it a lot. Um, But I think it's true. I agree. Or maybe it should be pick which weapon to fight with with your oh, battles yeah okay so that's just screwing your face up like what are you talking about yeah. that's your weapon of choice for, for that this. particular okay. error yeah. yeah i agree with you I, I i use my face very expressively in the lesson which can come undone sometimes your where, face can come undone i mean uh, my uh, <laughs> technique might fail because um, I'm sort of often I'm nodding, 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 and then I might shake to say, "Oh, that's really unfortunate." And then they look at me like, "Oh no, what error have I made?" <laughs> so then that's really hard 
Yeah, it's important to really remember you're having a conversation and, you know, the classic um, when they've told you something terrible, like, you know, I've just had a, a terrible day because my dog's just died. And you're like, that's good. That's a great sentence. English. Yeah. And you're just thinking, oh, my God, I was totally not paying attention yeah. to what they were saying. Yeah. But the English was great. Yeah. We say, yeah, that's right. Uh Uh-huh. That's that's a great sentence. I like what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. you have to to be engaged. There's there's so many levels of engagement, but I think we should cover that in another podcast. It's about now that you say that, so we always set the next one up, don't we? No, I'm not saying, all right, I'm going to keep hold of that one for now. Okay, all right, so we've um, mentioned techniques or weapons, as you like to say, Mm. in defeating the evil grammar errors and poor (laughs) vocabulary slips and stuff like that, Yeah. yeah? Oh, can I say something about yep. slips? Because there was a nice tip somebody gave me once. Which tips was, on slips? Tips on slips. That's slip. a nice feature. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's more. It's a tip on a slip for a student where you, instead of just giving them the feedback or the corrections on the board or spoken, mm-hmm. you write it down on a little bit of paper and you, you either give it to them kind of discreetly during the lesson and they can read it and think, oh, yeah, okay. I did that wrong. Or you could maybe put them all into a big pot or you know something and they then take one you could write down the error they made and then at the end of the speaking practice you get them to take an error each and correct what the mistake should you know whatever Uh, the mistake okay and then they'll turn and point to one of the students yeah you said that you You always make that mistake (laughs) sometimes they own up to it as well and i'm just like no you don't need to like own it it's fine it's just you know and so that's another good tip change it slightly so if someone says, you know, um, I like chocolate or something, just change it to I likes cake. Yes. So they. Oh yeah, yeah. I do that as well. So like you said. Sorry, not that they would ever make that mistake. They never add third person s when they don't need it. I should just. No. And who doesn't like? Ca- I don't like cake. You say? No, I said I like. Oh, like, I do he like. He like. He like cake. Just change okay. it to he like chocolate. Okay, yeah, exactly. So coming back to what you mentioned with making notes, writing them down and then telling the students maybe at the end of that activity or at the end of the lesson, what are, oh yeah, I was going to say, the um, what I sometimes do is I also add typical mistakes from that student or that group or from that uh, nation even one's particular mistakes they always make and I just add those uh-huh. to real mistakes that they make and then I might copy the lot on the board or I might just read them out or get the students to do some activity so you with would it. do that every time just to keep reinforcing that yeah that thing that yeah. they always make the mistake I with. think so that's quite good. yeah because it might not have come up in the lesson but I know that they would make that mistake so it's just good to remind them and also hopefully they would know how to correct them by this point so it mm. gives them a little bit of confidence I don't like make it too difficult for them so it, they they're not too they're challenged but not beyond their ability so they start thinking oh god my English is awful so mm. then they can start fixing the sentences they know what the correct answers for some of them because they're quite easy for some mm. so you've and got to have that balance the language you use is also important I think that you don't say what's wrong with this bad sentence yeah. you know you you don't say it like that you phrase it as how could this be better or how can you improve that or okay. upgrade the grammar or upgrade the definitely you know be quite positive don't laugh don't point try yeah try yeah not to and that is hard but as we said in the last episode where students make really funny silly mistakes 
And you can see they're sort of embarrassed. They're sort of, sometimes they want to laugh to cover their embarrassment or their colleagues start, the other students start, classmates start um, laughing. And you think, oh, you know, I could join them, but it's awful. You don't want them to feel really embarrassed. So um, sometimes you just have to ignore the mistake um, maybe make a note or hope that they'll correct themselves next time. Mm, you ought to keep it professional. I think. Definitely. Okay. So we've, we're done with um, getting um, looking confused and we've moved on to writing things down. So is there a benefit in writing the errors down and then coming back to it later rather than instantly saying, you did that wrong, I want you to fix it? Mm, I think we've already said before, um, I think you, you want to weigh up whether you're losing track of the conversation if you error correct in the middle or whether you think it's important enough to stop them, um, whether it's a slip, whether it's a really problematic mistake that hinders your understanding. You have to have all that in your head at the same time and in the fraction of a second make that call as to whether you stop them or not and mm -hmm. um i think i do maybe let them go a, lot, a little bit too much and i should stop them more i think some of the criticism i've had is that they want more error correction mm -hmm. I, I just feel really i don't want to deter them and i don't want to sort of um stop their confidence mm -hmm. but i think i've done the job of giving them that confidence now is the time to probably just start really refining and correcting what yeah. they're saying um, they need to know that they're making mistakes they're not mm. it's not perfect english that's coming out of them yeah so yeah. you, they're, do, you they're do need to be used to it as well yeah. and some some students you can be quite tough with and they want that um, they, I get students at the beginning, the first lesson, and they say, I want you to correct every mistake I make. And I say, are you sure? And they say, yes, absolutely. And then you do that, and then they might lose a lot of confidence. And then you have to sort of dial back a little bit and say, okay, well, to yourself, I'm going to just correct these particular mistakes this week, and then I'll move on to these ones. And you have to judge it by what the student's able to cope with. You don't want to knock their confidence too much. Can I ask you, uh, what do you think about tools or, um, I don't know what the right phrase for it is, but the idea of using noises or, um, I don't know, sort of... Sound effects? Sound effects. Okay. I've heard people using whistles. Buzzers. Buzzers. Yeah. Something with an elastic band. Okay. Um, but, you know, do you think these things are effective? Probably. Have you used them before in your lessons? No. Why not? I, I think they're just um, novel, which is fine. So you can do them for one lesson, maybe two lessons, but you can't just keep using buzzers because that's just annoying. I also find it's a little bit um, demeaning, maybe, that they are using, you know, you're treating them a bit like a dog. Oh, it's like training an animal. Yeah, to react to a noise. Okay, but would that work with some people? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to. Can't do say it. not to use it, but no. I don't. I don't use them particularly. Personally, you know, my own. I would feel quite aghast if somebody took out a whistle and started using it. In a, you know. In a, it is a bit weird, but I also think that for some teachers, it's really effective. I think it really works for them. And I'd maybe like to see it in action. Maybe it fits with their style of teaching. Maybe they're a bit more authoritative. 
Maybe, yeah. Like Sergeant um, Major style and like, I'm going like to blow my whistle. I'd like to see some research, you know, how effective it is because I yeah. imagine it is pretty good Yeah. if you've got the confidence Oh, there's plenty of research on, on various methods and there doesn't seem to be any particular conclusions about which are most effective, but uh-huh. I'm sure we could check that out later <laughs> and find out. Yeah. So um, making notes um, can be really useful because you're not, like you said, you're not interrupting the conversation, the flow of the lesson, the train of thought from the student. Because essentially what I get, what I try and get from my students is meaning and they want to express themselves, they want to express their feelings, their, their opinions on something. And I want them to be able to do that. If I get a bit distracted with some little errors that might not be enough for me to stop them and then this technique of writing down the errors and then coming back to them later could be very effective yeah and you don't have to just write them down you can parrot them back to them so that you've got it written down on your notebook but then you're telling them what that you heard that wasn't correct afterwards um, afterwards yeah. i mean sorry delayed error correction yeah. so that they're listening rather than reading mm-hmm. the mistakes because they can always recognize i think easily what they do they see every time down. you say yeah you repeat the mistake back to them and they're just like in- incredulous like of course i know what the correct sentence well, is well i think it's a, it's hard, it's a nicer um medium to do it or you know in in a uh, saying it to them, yeah, so they they don't always recognise it when you say it to them. Okay, um, and I've also touching on what you said about um, errors they make regularly. I do just end up keeping a long list of them and then using that list as a, to do different activities with, maybe mm-hmm. a grammar auction or mm-hmm. some kind of game based activity that's based on their particular errors so you keep the error paper put it Mm. in their folder yeah and then find like make an activity or yeah something that you can revise that with that's a really good idea so keep all the notes or you know the little slips if you do decide to do that but it's quite useful as a resource yeah and definitely repetition yeah just repeating um the mistakes uh, corrections and say to the students okay try to memorize these because these are the mistakes you make all the time like for example we talk about fossilized errors that we might find in some students who have been learning for a long time and they're almost impossible to eradicate i found Mm, where the students will never correct that mistake but i mean you can just keep trying well Um, yeah and that's maybe when you bring in the whistle and keep flinching whistling (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> waving your arms okay yeah I, I sometimes end up writing like a word in the back of my notebook and then I just flash the word at them and it's just like you just need to remember that I've gone to such a lot of effort to write this and I'm mm. going to show it to you and I want you to remember it maybe it will work one mm. day if I just keep repeating it theatrical can be quite yeah. good if you're you know just being fun yeah and showing them like you said it's like a a bit of role play it's a bit of acting you need to exaggerate your you know these winces of your face like oh that word every time you use that word or that pronunciation it it hurts me and they Mm. kind of think it's fun because i think as teachers we do become a bit numb to it sometimes as well where we do start thinking that sounds all right or you hear it so often that you start thinking it doesn't sound as bad as it did when you first heard it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important as a teacher that you maintain that um, constant mm-hmm. 
you know, fight to correct them mm -hmm. and don't just give up because I think it can feel a bit um, like it's an impossible thing mm -hmm. Absolutely. to achieve. Yeah, from a student's point of view, I mean, that, that's a real challenge as well. I, I started thinking about as a student what they could do when they walk into the classroom and, and think to themselves, okay, how can I improve my English this lesson? And I was thinking, for example, they could... Um, like choose some new words that they use like for example if they were into uh, six minute english the bbc website which has always got really really good uh, videos and loads of new vocabulary list good listening exercises they can take some of those words and then just come into the classroom and try to use them somewhere during the lesson or for example they might um they could use those words in the story and they just like say to the teacher oh uh, oh this really interesting thing happened and i want to tell you about this it's just really really a great way for the students to improve their language using something they've learned or really focusing and think okay my teacher keeps saying i keep making this mistake so i'm going to focus on this and make sure i don't make the mistake you mean again. actually ask them when they come in what are you going to focus on today maybe that could be good. Or the student, if they're very sort of self-motivated, they could think, okay, this, this lesson, I'm going to really focus on my pronunciation of the TH sound. No, I quite like the, that. I this, like, three. It's a great idea. Yeah. And or maybe past tense word, like I said about stories, focus on the past tense. Use those past, past tense verbs. Use mm. the past continuous to talk about the past. And I like that, you know, you focus it slightly on the beginning, maybe, mm -hmm. of the lesson. And mm -hmm. they're aware of it. They're conscious of it. Yep. I'm going to do that. You should. Definitely. And even like just write on the board, just write TH on the board and say, okay, I want you to think about focusing, improve your TH yeah. pronunciation. Um, Regardless and, of the topic or whatever. Exactly, just, exactly. Yeah. But if you want to think about the topic, then it's quite a nice change that the student might come into the lesson and say, this lesson, I would like to talk about this topic because they realise because they're a bit weak in this or maybe they've got, I don't know, a presentation mm. coming up or they've, they're meeting the in-laws and they want to be able to use some language about, I don't know, families or something. So they should be more active and prepare mm. themselves for the lesson. Yeah, it keeps it fresh as well. Okay. And it, it gives you something to really focus on at the beginning, which is sometimes not as easy. You know, the warm-up can be a bit repetitive so mm -hmm. if you say right what's the focus for the lesson today they've already thought about it before they come in yeah they're not just coming in you know sitting down mm -hmm. cold and not mm -hmm. having any thought to the lesson and just waiting for you to present them everything mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i like that a lot okay that's really good so we've covered lots of different um chances of people uh, students making mistakes, the ways that teachers maybe can be more sensitive to the students or more reactive to mm -hmm. the students' mistakes. Mm -hmm. Is that everything you've got? Well, of course, you sometimes just need to teach it to them because they haven't quite got the the grammar or they've forgotten the language. So it's important to really recognise when they've just not able to correct themselves and that you may need to just plan a whole lesson mm -hmm. to teach it to them again mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it's a fast correction it's a reminder of something and then other times you just realize there's a gap there or mm -hmm. that they just haven't understood it and mm -hmm. you need to then go really back into it mm -hmm. and go over it again yeah and also get them to explain why it's a mistake yeah um so that maybe they remember it more mm -hmm. that they're not just going oh yeah i forgot the third person s and whatever mm -hmm. um 
I don't know how you explain that, but yeah, you just have to, you know, get, get them to define maybe a bit more. Give some examples. Yeah. Exactly. Give me some more sentences where you use it correctly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Focus on it. Yeah. Okay. So that's really good. And um, I think that's everything I've got. Okay. <laughs> Have you got anything else? I think I've I've said everything I wanted okay. to say. I like the idea that we were we were trying to approach it not only from the teacher but also thinking about as students, as students walking into that classroom, as students, they are aware of their own mistakes. So you do need to think as a student, how can I focus on this error? How can I make this lesson really valuable to me? I don't want to just sit down, let the teacher tell me what to do, but this time I'm gonna really bridge that gap or I'm gonna overcome that obstacle and successfully um you know use that grammar use that vocabulary create these sentences that are going to be really effective so that i can express myself and and talk about my feelings and thoughts and ideas and i actually think the order we've discussed it is quite a nice order to to do it in you mm-hmm. know you, you make them aware of it or you teach it to them you make them aware of it you remind them you correct yeah. them and eventually you then say right what's your motivation yeah, here and what do you want to fix that's a really good point because i think for Teachers who haven't been teaching very long, they've got this idea that you just show the student one thing. Okay, this is how to use the first conditional. Mm. And then they just think the students will remember it, will Mm. be able to use it in the right context, um, will be able to play with it in a creative way. It's just not true. You just need to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And you need to. Seven? I think it is seven. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just guessed. I think there's been some research done that they have to do it seven times to okay. get it right. All right, well, I'll have to trust you on that. But that, that's, that's a really good idea. So um, repeating is really, really important. Don't just think because you've taught it that the students are going to remember it because it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I've learned quite a lot from this episode. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, so I'm going to approach my students with whistles and bells and <laughs> facial expressions. I'm going to wave my arm and, and have a pen in hand and scribble all over the board, make sure they don't make any more mistakes. All right, you do that and you let us know how you get on. I'll let you know next week. Okay. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.